Welcome back to A Pinch and a Poke, the show where I make a cocktail and tell you a thing. Don't you usually say that you make a cocktail with chartreuse? That's right, right, Alex. But today, I'm done with chartreuse, and this is a palate cleanser episode before I start a new series. So make sure to subscribe and find out what we make drinks with next time. Until then, enjoy this recipe where I'm working with one of my favorite Amaros. It's... From the Green Bar Distillery in Los Angeles, it's the Grand Poppy Amaro. I always like to tell people it tastes a little bit like sunshine. I uh, decided to do a recipe with it, and it's equal parts Grand Poppy Amaro, a vodka, which I actually have a 50 milliliter bottle of, even though I usually never have vodka. It's just a tiny bottle. It's enough for one or two drinks. And then lemon juice and simple syrup. They call this drink the Griffith. Wow, that's... (laughs) <laughs> that's really good it's the lemon juice that comes in first the vodka is kind of nice because it brings the body and helps balance like the, with the lemon and sugar like you would expect but it doesn't take over the drink it doesn't really taste like anything which means that then it i get to that finishing note of that grand poppy amaro which has this like little bit of earthiness with a lot of light brightness that mixes well with the lemon so really it's a drink that tastes different as you go through it which i don't often get with cocktails the the evolving flavor on your tongue but i made this i wanted to do a spritz so i'm just going to add some bubble water and see if that works out it's a gamble i might have gone a little far with that this is a raspberry bubble water and uh i've lost some of the flavor from the amaro but i'll add a dash more and maybe that'll help yeah, that works pretty well. That's pretty good. It's better without the bubbles. It's still fine with the bubbles. Considering I still am learning about Amaro, this works out. Welcome to the book. It's another part of the episode. Today we have some surprising notes about pool. Or billiards, if you want to be that way. As long ago as the 13 or 1400s, people were hitting balls with sticks. According to Wikipedia, King Louis XI of France had the first known indoor pool table. He ruled from 1461 to 1483. Somewhere in the 15 or 1600s, pool balls started to be made from elephant ivory. That was bad for a lot of reasons. So in the 1860s, they started to look for alternatives. A printer that was also a tinkerer used a lot of chemicals in his work and put forth cellulose as a possibility. Cellulose wasn't the best for pool balls because it would sometimes explode in manufacturing and sounded like a gunshot when the balls collided. And with the sound of those early plastic balls cracking together, every man in a Colorado saloon pulled his gun and heralded in a new era. That's right, right, Alex. Even though pool balls exploded for a few decades, they figured out how useful plastic can be and started to use it everywhere. That's all for today's episode of A Pinch and a Poke. I hope you still have a place you can go to play pool.